listening to our contestant is Carlos. His friends call him Los. Los? That's right. I, I do tend to explode only when by myself. What's the big deal? That she she touched that? a man's trash can. Bro, right now I'm committing a Schedule 1 felony. Allegedly. <laughs> it's bullshit. It's bullshit. bullshit. He's the mole, dude. <laughs> He's got be. the mole in the face of his cock, dude. He's fucking home like a hole like a hole. Mom, you <laughs> are a horrible human being. She's being you know what? Right. Why don't you die from breast cancer or something? <gasps> wow. No, you take wow. that back. That's usually, it's, hey, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. I'm also a woman. But in the event of an emergency... Your regular exit might not be the quickest or safest way out. Now is the time to open your mind. In our search for the unknown, who knows what we will find? This is Emergency Exit. This is episode 80. Today is Monday, June 11, 2018. We are broadcasting to you again from our floating tin can far above the world. <laughs> I am your host, Los. With me, as always, is Brandon, the hard hat Mitchell. He's over here doing his thing. Is he down here? Hey, that, I'm, I'm that, yeah, right there. You're, you're picking up my head right there. there, yep, there no, he's no, right no. here. So we're trying some new stuff. I hope you guys are enjoying. If you have any feedback, be sure to give us a call on the number below. I don't want to say the number because some people listen to just the podcast and not the video. And so they might call in or something while we're not here. And we just simply will not answer. How are you guys doing today? How is life? What has been going on? A lot of stuff's been going on for me, man. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm done. I'm pretty much off of Facebook. Um, um, I got into it with some people about some memes and, and some political stuff, and uh, people got mad. People are angry, and I'm, I think the only thing I regret is uh, responding to them. I should have just let them talk and let them do their own thing, but I was responding back, and we're fighting. We're, that's the thing. We don't need to be fighting. So what I did is I made everything private. I turned uh, everything off. You can still be friends with me if you want, but I'm not commenting anymore on Facebook. It's just not helpful for anybody. So welcome, all you Facebookers, if you guys are listening to hear me, uh, if you're listening for what we talked about last week on Los Peaks, which was not an emergency exit podcast. Uh, and by the way, we're featured on Podbeam this month, I, I ch- or this week? This week. This week. And uh, we, I checked it out. We're on the front page there. It's cool. Yeah, it was cool. Is, so hopefully that will drive. Means. So welcome <laughs> all you new listeners out there. We are in here in Austin, Texas. We talk about a bunch of stuff. Uh, it's just whatever's on our mind. But so, that leads me to what we're going to do here. So on today's show, what happens when the world goes to war again? When all the nations bring out the nuclear weapons, the nukes, the blow us up What uh, What about all the officials in the government? Where do they do? Where do they go? So they're about to head off as we start hugging people with nuclear arms. Are they just going to go off and hug them? No. So that's what we're going to find out today. Or tonight, this evening. But first, let's do a brew world. Ba 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 ba. It's the brew world. Welcome to the brew world order. Today we are drinking Peacemaker. 
This is by Austin Beer Works here in Austin, Texas. You know how we like to drink our Austin beers. I think we've uh, had this on the Brew World order before. I don't remember what we rated it. So we're going to try a little something different since we're closer upper today. Uh, by the way, Nick is not here. He's on tour with the Tej. Shout out to you, my homeboy. Peace and love. So first of all, let's crack her open. And we're going to get some details. Why don't you tell us a little bit while I pour this? What about this beer, Brandon? And I'm not what getting about this. this beer? Well, it's, uh, I mean, Peacemaker. So, you know, it's funny you were just I can't talking. really hear you. It's funny. You were just talking about uh, being hostile and people fighting and all that. And that's why you're now off of Facebook. I feel uh, Peacemaker, that's probably an appropriate beer because now that's pretty much what you just said. You're off Facebook. You don't want to start fighting. You know, you just you want to bring peace. How funny, Brandon. I didn't even think of that. But subconsciously, I picked Peacemaker today. Yeah, I think you just freuded yourself there. Man. Wow, I didn't even think about know, that. So this is this is to get. Uh, that's what you do uh, if you have too much uh, foam there. You just grab a little bit of the oil and it starts oh. going away for some reason. I don't I know. know. It kind of does that. Well, anyway, this is brewed this by uh, by Austin Beer Works right here in good old Austin, Texas. Tejas, that's like, right. As uh, as we said, that's that's where I can't really we're hear based you. Out of turn yourself your gain up. Yeah, I'm been, it's all the way. All right, turn up some of your low too. And you're high. Sorry, everybody. We're just we're new using the new equipment. The, and yeah. Okay. That's that's whoa, that's real. Just high. turn your yeah. yeah. See now. Okay. I, check. All right. That's there he is. <clears throat> Tell us about this beer. Edit point. It's, uh, brewed by Austin Beer Works, right out of Austin, Texas. It is an American blonde ale. Alcohol by volume is five point one zero percent. Five point one. Five point one zero. Oh, okay. Five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, availability. All year round. So don't, you know, get used to it. Buy it all the time. Every time you see it. Uh, and also, there are no other commercial notes or descriptions at this time. Okay. So <laughs> is that what it reads there? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take a little swig of it. Why don't you join me here? Yeah, let me do that. Cheers. Oh, just a big old gulp man, down. It is such a great pale ale because it's not too hoppy and i'm sure nick would be like oh man i fucking love this guy and and it's not light like a miller light would be or even a miller would be it's got some more bite to it this is great beer um as you can see it's got a beautiful color to it nice nice probably would you could put a lime in there probably be really good oh i never I, thought about that it would be delicious just a, just a little lime wedge well uh why don't you go first and uh, rate this beer well it's funny that you got peacemaker pretty sure that we've uh, we've had this on the show we and have. Uh, if we have. if i didn't rate it a a five that's right it's getting a five that's right right now so you can go ahead and go back through and change my rating to a uh, five five that's right i forget how much i like this beer it's great dude it's so easy to drink mm -hmm. and uh, it's 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 not too hoppy as you said it's a it's you know an ipa which i also heard recently that ipa you got the beer up here you're gonna put the beer up yeah. oh I've been in and out. There it okay. is. Okay, keep the um, beer up. I've I uh, I've recently heard that IPA is a pretty much the male equivalent of a of a uh, pumpkin spice latte. Uh, yeah, I've heard <laughs> basic bitch style, and then wow, it's funny. I heard someone IPA. say that on Facebook, mm -hmm. and then I saw it on like Don Daniel Tosh, and I don't know if that person didn't. Okay, I wanted to mention. Look how it says anytime ale here, and that's a, that's perfect because you can drink this anytime. And because, well, you said it, you said you're giving it a five, right? Mm -hmm. And because I do want to reach out as a peacemaker amongst us all, the Democrats, the Republicans, the libs, uh, the liberals, don't want to say that. Yeah, that'd be disrespectful, <laughs> right? The liberals. 
everyone in the mid, everyone in the middle, in the center. We all should. You can't just say everyone. Everybody. We need some peace. We do need to talk about these issues, but we need to talk about them with respect with each other. How about to over respect, a peacemaker? Over a peacemaker. So that being said, this is getting a solid four point nine 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 nine. That's right. Yes, Peacemaker is the best, Mary. That's right. It's the brew All right. So, like I said today, we're going to be talking about... Uh, we didn't even talk about what we're going to be talking about. But where do you go? Where will we go when there's nuclear attack? It's about to hit us. It's going to get us. Take us down. Some of us... Maybe uh, if you uh, have a parent in the 50s, grew up with a bomb shelter, like in that movie Blast from the Past with uh, Brandon Fraser. You remember that movie, Brandon? Yeah, man, absolutely. That was a good movie. Yeah. Oh, and I imagine um, that would be a really cool-ass way to live for a while. Be for a while. Raised the whole kid down there, comes out 30 years later, and he's got these shares from you know 1950. So what is it, 1990, I guess that movie came out, right? If it's, anyways, <laughs> it's 40 years. So this might, what? Okay, I guess they're in the 80s. It's set in the 80s. Who gives a shit? I'm getting way too uh, ahead of myself. And uh, anyways, you can just stop me. Stop me right there. Anyways, well, we're going to talk about where we're going to go. And there's a place, I don't know much about it at all. I'm going to learn about it for the first time. So... Let's get the screen off here, and we're going to get Brandon to talk about some Raven's Rock when we go into the mystic. <laughs> That's right. All right. Raven Rock. You know... You should have told me we were doing it into the mystic style. Well, I thought that's what it was going to happen, that we're, we're going to do it into the mystic mm. style. I mean, it is mystical sounding, right? Sort of, but I would say less mythical, more straight out of Game of Thrones or something like that. Raven Rock, you know. Game but, of Thrones? Yeah. Just uh, the sound. Like, you, you, when you hear Raven Rock, you don't think Game of Thrones? You're talking about r ravens. Yeah. Holy fuck, Rakens. No, no, not oh. <laughs> not Rakens, yeah. Ricky. Ravens. Calm down, Calm down. They're called fucking Ravens, Julian. <laughs> Tell Ricky. That would be different if, if they were Ravens. Yeah, do some fucking research. All right, anyways. Tell us some more. So basically, it was a bunker that uh, dates back to the 40s. You know, the, the nuclear Cold War era when everything, when we were just on the verge of being able to destroy humanity. Uh, the government started thinking about you know, well, shit, what, what if this nuclear war does happen and they strike these cities? Like, what are we, as government officials, what are we going to do to maintain order and essentially government in the time of, you know, a nuclear attack? Um, that was like a definite fear back then. Oh, yeah, definitely. We were um, at war and there were bombs actually going off and you never, we had dropped some bombs. That's why everyone was scared. Like, holy fuck, did they just really drop those bombs yeah. on those Japanese people? We, uh, we did what it, they, They're going to do that right back to us and 
we live in Texas. So I don't know where everyone really built them. There are some people that are like, oh, I got nothing to worry about over here where I'm at. Oh, we're going to bomb you first, Jeff from Texas. Man, I'll tell you what, <laughs> that would suck some ass. <laughs> He's going to go out sucking, though. Well, you know, did you say sucking? Yeah, God I damn, I told you I ain't one of them queers, boy. Oh, what about, what about that ranch hand? Well, you know, his name's Carlos. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Where'd you do? Where'd you learn about that? You've uh, you've spoken on him several times when you when you call into the show. Do you not recall? I I'm never... sure we can find the tapes, boy, Jeff. Boy, I, what's your name again? Uh, hard hat. Hard hat. Sounds like you're the one with the queer name, boy. Hard hat. You're one of them queer boys. You're the I'm one swear. talking about banging your uh, your ranch hand over there. Carlos checking out his body. Oh, it, it ain't queer if, if, if you do this. You, and know, you know what? I, I'm not going to take any of this verbal abuse from you, you little mainstream media piece of shit. Well, you know what? Ting! Now I don't want to because well, you've made me mad. And scene. <laughs> All right. That's not that, that was, wasn't terrible. Too bad. Oh, take a bow for the audience. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I, they, they sneak up on me. I forget they're here. Uh, yeah. Remember, that's Jeff from Texas. Uh, not everybody from Texas is like that. Just. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not a rep- an accurate rep. He'll get out of the closet one day. Could you imagine <laughs> if Jeff came out of the closet? He's all, hey, everybody, I'm out and it's just going to be great. I'm going to suck all them dicks all the time. It's gonna be, uh, you know. I, Who's I, he gonna unleash his hate on, though? That's because that that, that hatred now. is gonna. It's it's gonna. You know, that's just straight, and no one likes that. Really, he'll he'll turn everything around. <laughs> like I ain't no straight guy. I tell you what. Ding. God damn it! I think we need to work on the little character development there. I need to get a spittoon spit on the soundboard, Definitely. like. Ding. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. No, that's, fine. that's how we have fun with this, yeah, guys. Exactly. <clears throat> Raven Rock is the massive, hollowed-out mountain. It is a freestanding city with individual buildings, three-story buildings built inside of a mountain. Wait, 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 wait for reals? Yeah, for real. It's a three-story building. Yeah. In a in a mountain. Yeah, built inside a mountain. Built? And there's several of these. Uh, you they a lot of people would refer to them as just deep underground military bunkers or dumps. Which is where we're at now. We're well, we used to be in a deep we used military to be. underground and then base. Our, we our lease ran out, and then we do we're like we got this floating tin can, and uh, here we are, far above the world. Yeah. Have you been seeing a lot of cockroaches lately, though? You know what? They this is weird, man. They can fly, so I think that's how I think they got here. Mm, we didn't okay. bring them. I got gotcha. you. All right. They Maybe were they before. were in the can. Maybe it was we're a big old from them. It was a big old ravioli can. <laughs> Love ravioli. Love it. Chef Boyardee or Hill Country Fair? Damn right, fucking Chef Boyardee. Well, you know, yeah, definitely we'll compare. Sometimes the chef, uh, the Chef Boyardee is a little cheaper because there's like a sale or something. Sure, I'll go for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll go for cheaper. It's all the same shit, right? Pretty much, yeah. Hill County Fair? Hill Country Fair. Here's the H-E-B. Don't, don't, I'm not gonna, don't diss the, the Hill Country Fair. I'm not dissing it. They use great quality products. Um, I do like their Select, H-E-B Select stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, how did our uh, show get into this again? I don't know, man. All right, let's give me, get back. Give me, the, give me that, that bed again. Here we go. <clears throat> it is everything that a small city would ever need. There's a fire department, a police department, medical facilities, dining halls. The dining facility serves four meals a day. It's a 24-hour facility, and it was sort of mothballed to a certain extent during the 1990s as the Cold War ended, but was quickly started up again after the events of September 11th, 
and has been pretty dramatically increased over the last 15 years. Today, it can hold as many as 5,000 people in the event of, emerg of an emergency for up to 32 days. So there's that much stuff in there for 32 days. Yeah. First of all, turn yourself up a bit. Um, and second, where uh, is anyone going there now? Do what's what? What is they give tours there? Oh, so there's tours. I so mean, they give tours there. Yes, it's still an active. It's considered a military a too base. Much, too a little too hot. But yeah, uh, what it's a, still an active military base mm -hmm. will be used. Uh, I'm sure they sell tickets to this tour. Yes, I will post links in the uh, in the post show notes. Oh Jesus, Murphy! They're they're selling tickets for something that's going to. And I actually I read guess it's through. It's going to save some people, I guess, one day. Well, it's going to save the the government. how many people? Uh, well, it says up to five thousand. Five thousand for that's... about a month. Well, now it's oh, it was designed Jesus. with with the idea that this is where top ranking government officials are going to go, you know, so that they can help maintain maintain order and government essentially during an uh, an actual like nuclear war that's happening on American soil. And this isn't just the only. There's several of these across, you know, the United. There's Cheyenne Mountain complex. There's one in uh, in Colorado. Um, they're all over the place, and if you're if you attain a certain level in the political hierarchy, you essentially get a, a pass that said this that's your evacuation pass. That in the event of a nuclear war, where they say, "Hey, everybody, get to your safe zones," for you know, nuclear war is about is impending. They send you know helicopter to pick you pick up these senators, congressmen, legislators, uh, justices, you know all sorts of different high branches to take them off and take them to their designated you know base essentially, which is you know deep underground or in a mountain somewhere, and they've got facilities and stores, you know food stores and even money and gold stores to help you know fund it and keep it going for. An extended amount of time. They've got um, closed communication circuits between facilities. Oh, the clothes! Could you imagine the clothes? Do you think they update the clothes at all, or do they just keep them out and uh, they're from the whatever year they deposited them? <laughs> they're just we get there to just all old. One day we're gonna use it. It's like two thousand and eighty-five, mm -hmm. and there and we have to use it. The alarms go off, and we're all running there, and we all need clothing for some reason. <laughs> we're all wet and dirty. Mm -hmm. and we have new clothing. And they pull out this thing, and it's like, what the fuck is JNCO or some shit? <laughs> some what is Chico's Shane Daddy? Shit. Shane some FUBU, all this shit. What is FUBU? <laughs> of course, uh, they talk like, oh, what did you FUBU, boo And that's because all our language got, like, mixed together. Did you pull that from South Park? Of course, man. Everything course. good from South Park. <laughs> what a great... You know what? I've just been re-watching it again. I always just kind of put it in the background, started from an early season, and uh, got you one right here, and start from an early season... Just let it play in the background when I'm chilling or watching TV or uh, working on something in the house. It's just a good show. I'm, uh, recently, they played that that uh, F word episode, which I really find is a really good episode. Do you know what I'm talking about, Brandon? I don't. Uh, I don't think so. Anyways, I'm sidetracking you again. If you guys know about, I'll just real quick. It's the F word where they take back the word fag, um, give it a different meaning because words that word has changed so many different times. It's not even, we should take it back. Anyways, uh, Los, with your fucking stories. Well, with your asides. I thought it was a very lovely story. And you tell it so well with such enthusiasm. Anyways, uh, why don't you get back into this thing here, Mr. Man? Um, well. Well. <clears throat> so, this Raven Rock Mountain Complex, that's essentially its, um... 
official name. It goes by several other names. Site R, Alternate Joint Communication Center, uh, the Underground Pentagon, the Little Pentagon, the Backup Pentagon, the Rock. And for some of the people who, you know, in the 40s and 50s, some of the first generation of workers in there know it as uh, Harry's Hole. <laughs> Named after uh, Harry Truman. Oh, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought you would like that. <laughs> <laughs> you must be kidding, aren't you? Nope, absolutely You're not. You're not kidding. Nope. Uh, damn. Harry's hole. Come on. That's, they must have just In been, the 40s, it was a different time. Words that's had even, different meanings. Well, Harry's hole still back then, it still had the same goddamn meaning as it has today. I don't know. I think it probably didn't. Did you go or maybe, maybe they really hated him while they were building it, and they're like... Fuck. I mean, but then again, why would you? Yeah, I see. I see the point. Hey, did you go over there and see Harry's hole? I went in Harry's hole. You went. <laughs> you went in his hole. Holy shit! Get mm-hmm. back into this thing here. You know, I wanted. I wanted to do this in two parts. I just wanted a little bit of a tease with that because, as Is I was telling you, kind of pre-show. Yeah, I. Um, All right. As I dug more into this, I started reading into the different levels of government that would be. Um, I guess different day-to-day activities that they would be in charge of when like a nuclear war actually happened. I mean, this is a protocol that the government has actually rigorously put research into, okay, what is going to happen? I mean, stuff think like the, uh, the post office would be utilized to uh, get an accurate dead body count um, because, and to get a dead body count and distribute any sort of vaccines, medications, supplies, because if you think about it, the Postal Service, as Postman Polly would say, they're, they're a branch of the government that, that reaches everybody every single day, except for Sunday. But if you think about it, like they're being utilized for that, and then something like the Park Service, they, in the uh, 50s, when they were thinking about these protocols, they had the idea that it's going to be a big city that gets attacked, you know, Washington, New York, whatever. And so all the people are going to flee. And so where they're going to go are the national parks, spaces like that. And so the park service is in charge of relocation and setting up temporary Parks and Rec service. Yeah, exactly. So you got Leslie Nub going over there going, we need to fucking fill these things today. Yeah, exactly. So it was just really interesting. And I, I, I want to look more into it and have a more, you know, detailed report as far as what branches of government, what, you know, jobs essentially are going to be utilized as different functions in in the event of a nuclear war. So I'm going to just a little bit of a teaser right there, but we are going to make this a multi-part episode, guys. So if, um, if you got some information, you know, let us know. You got some feedback? We'd love to hear from you. If, and if you guys visit Raven Rock, definitely holler at us and uh, maybe... Find something. Is there any controversy at all with it? It's just a fuck. You're just really found kind of promoting this joint or what? Yeah, I haven't really found any like weird stories. I mean, they don't, as far as like any weird experiments, anything like that. They're just there for when that time comes. Ah, well, excellent work, my man. Um, we've learned a lot about uh, Raven Rock. Fuck, Rakins. Not Rakins. Not that one. Ravens. <laughs> Uh, Rock, check it out, man. Dude, not too shabby. Thank you for that mystic You're report. You're coming across like a complete twat. No, hey sorry about that. <laughs> wrong button, I'm sure. Totally wrong button. All right. What do you think about doing the news? We've got the news, we've got the news, yeah! We've got the news, 
It's actually Brandon Los and Andy. That's right. Let's welcome back our greatest, greatest, greatest ex-co-host of Emergency Exit, Andy. How you doing, buddy? Good. Andy, I can only get this guy to come on if we're going to talk about news, and that's what we're doing today. It's good to hear from you again, buddy. How are you doing? How's your day been? It's been stellar. Yours? It's, it was a long and strenuous Monday. We we're about to do inventory at work, and uh, that's all there is to yeah. it. So let's do some news. You ready, Andy? Yeah, I'm ready. You got your beer ready? The peace. And you have it in your emergency exit koozie, available on emergencyexitpodcast.com for a very affordable rate. <laughs> okay. All right, here's how the first story. And we're going to put it up here on the screen, too, in a second here. So are you struggling to make your fashion more personal, Andy? No. No, well, no sweat. <laughs> no, either way, right? Either way, a London fashion student can help you decorate your attire with crystal accessories formed from your bodily excretions. Anyway, how is your sex life? <laughs> Not going well, Tommy. If I'm jizzing in socks here, we're going to use those jizz socks to make crystal formations. What do you think about that there, Andy? We're going to put that... That story right up here, right there. Andy, you there? Yeah. Anyways, I'll tell you a little bit about Royal College of Art graduate Alice Potts. She showcased her quirky design methods with a pair of ballet shoes adorned with crystals formed from sweat and a fake fur featuring urine crystals at the RCA's annual fashion show. I didn't know RCA had an annual fashion show. I wonder how long that's been going on. Would you admire art that's made of urine crystals, Andy? Personally, no. You wouldn't go, well, what if you didn't know and you saw these crystals? You're like, man, these are really great crystals. And they were like, well, here, put this around your neck and you'll, it'll give you some great power. Would you put that crystal around you your this, neck? Man. Go ahead. In my opinion... Shock jocks lack talent. Okay. So every person that's a shock jock usually lacks talent. No. Tape. And so people that have great art don't have to make it out of feces. Well you got you took a long way to get there, Andy. You could have said that a little well, bit. Well, but it's, it's, a, it's a shock jock tactic, though. It's like 101, you know? It's so obvious. Oh, I it's see. It's like, hey, well, I have to tell you how crazy that this is because it's, you know, my song's not any good, so I need you to be mad about something or whatever. Like, you know, music and art and all that stuff, you don't need to paint a painting out of something crazy. I mean... <laughs> If it's good, then the masses will line up to see it. How about this? Other environmental thinking collections on display at last week's RCA show included a range of clothes produced without sewing any seams. I don't know how they bound them together, but they're clothes that are produced without sewing any seams. Sounds comfortable. Sounds comfortable. Instead, a new weaving technique <laughs> was employed, reducing fashion waste and challenging overconsumption. 
Well, so they got a good message. They got a good message, don't you think, man? What do you think? Well, let me tell you something. I think it's great. Uh, I'm not. I don't. I'm just kidding. By that, by the way, I think modern art is shitty as fuck. It's a pile of books or a pile of clothes, literally jizz socks. You can take your jizz sock over there and she can crystallize it for you and make it into uh, some sort of like, uh, some sort of, uh, well, who, what did McFoley do? He had uh, Mr. Mister Sock or something, right? And Socko. He, he had yep. Socko, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, bottom line, I just don't think this is art at all. It's not art. It's not art. It's not funny. It's not good. I don't dig it. What do you think, Andy? Man, I think art, I love art. I mean, people love art. Put like, that back up. There's so much cool art, like, especially if you look at, like, um, um, you know, anything, paintings, photos. Oh. People love art. I mean, yes. oh. however, you know, extreme cases of, like, outlandish art definitely is not my style. <laughs> you like paintings that are very realistic. That, that are I like any kind of painting fuck. if it looks cool. You got that right. I don't care right. what it is. Oh, look at that. Gross. Fucking. <laughs> Gross. This is disgusting. All right, let's go to the next one here. And we have a little clip here for you. Andy, I don't know if you're going to be able to hear it. I'm going to put that uh, headphones over here so you can hear it. Um, just go ahead and play it whenever you're ready here. We got a. What are you doing? What? Did, did you just double dip that shit? Excuse me? You double dipped the chip. Double dipped? What, what, what are you talking about? You dipped the chip, you took a bite, and you dipped again. <laughs> so? That's like putting your whole mouth right in the dip. <laughs> All right. So do you know where that's from, Andy? Seinfeld. That's right. And the clip, if you're not familiar with Seinfeld, all you youngsters out there, a man named George Costanza put a chip into some dip at a party and took a bite. And he took the rest of that chip and dipped it again, and somebody at the party was watching him. <laughs> Which, by the way, I was double dipping the fry the other day. Double dipping <laughs> the fry. I was thinking about that very clip, actually. Well, <laughs> that leads me to my question for you, Andy. What are your thoughts on double dipping? Well, like I said uh, the other day, I was double dipping the fry. So and you I don't have a problem of that exact same clip. <laughs> You're like it's like putting your whole mouth into the dip. I have a theory. Uh, no, because I just not. got some hot dogs today, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, the fact like the whole notion that some things are have germs and other things other things don't is a bunch of BS, man. Because the whole world is disgusting when you think about well, it, you know. If you get a hamburger or a hot dog, it's like ground up story. disgusting stuff. Good know. story there, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> double dipping, oh, man. Double you dip, obviously, okay, double you, dipping the chip. you answered my double question. He has chip. no problem with double dipping. I don't have any problem with double dipping. And I'll tell you why. First of all, I have two things I want to say. First of all, is the Mythbusters uh, tested this and determined, yeah, it, it's not like putting your whole mouth in there, but it definitely is pretty close to it. Second, I always thought when you dip your chip, let's say you took a bite of your chip and you're going back for a dip. And let's use like guacamole, right? Guacamole. And you dip. 
in the same, let's say it doesn't matter where you dip. You just dip in there and you pull out. Now, anything that you bit got surrounded by guacamole and got pulled away. That's what I always thought. Like if you dipped your chip in some like sour cream or something uh, after you bite it, whatever you dipped in is going to get like a little layer of whatever and pulled out and you're going to eat that. So it's not like you're leaving any germs at all. Well, the bottom, the bottom side of it. The bo- even when you bite it right at the bottom side and you dip right where you just bit, it, it comes up and you have... Yeah, but it, when you dip, you'd have to like go back and forth. Oh, both, I see what coverage. you mean because somebody like actually dipped yeah, and slid scoop, a little bit and yeah, scooped and yeah. scooped a bit. Oh, I can, I can see how the bottom gets a little mm-hmm. bit. I, I, I was, you just have to go back and forth then. I was a dipper. Oh, you're a dipper, not a scooper. Okay, well, see, I was, it's double dipping. You know, you're dipping. You're not scooping. Double scooping. Okay. Don't double you scoop. You have a problem with double scooping. Well, uh, well, not if you put it that way. Oh, yeah, then you're getting germs. But I always dip. I'm not like a crazy yeah. like scooper. Or if I do scoop, it's a lot of salsa, and the whole chip goes in with me because it's a lot of yeah. salsa. I mean, that's that's the only way to do it, in my opinion. What do you do, Andy? How do you eat it? Do you just do you? It doesn't matter. He's gonna tell us some weird story again. Anyways, I've got this story from Daily Mail, <laughs> and it, it's the reason why I'm putting this uh, in the first place. Uh, how party dips can give you norovirus and even herpes, herpes. Sour cream is the worst for spreading bacteria. Holy crap. All right. Uh, Let's see if I can, I don't butcher this. Norovirus and uh, streptococcus, (laughs) which gives you sore throat and herpes simplex, the cold sore virus, could all be lurking in your favorite sauces if... Just one party goer has committed the ultimate party foe, faux pas of double dipping. The act of putting the same crisp, and by the way, this is a, a UK publication, so why they're saying same crisp, which is like a chip yeah. in a dip after taking a bite. Microbiologist revealed on Monday, uh, Monday's episode of Food Unwrapped on Channel 4, <laughs> like Channel I said, four. that thousands of that's or- the one we used to play video games on. Yeah, uh, no, you go. Yeah, oh, that's right. No, well, you had the option three or four, three or four. Yeah, I would always, yeah, whichever one was good. Um, uh, they had that thousands of organisms live in the time. years. Are you talking to me, Andy? No. <laughs> so why you t- okay? Thousands of organisms that live in the tiniest amount of saliva saliva so when somebody double dips that bacteria can transfer and multiply we all know that that's all we fear about it uh the experts revealed that bacteria can grow especially rapidly at parties because dips are usually left out of the fridge for a few hours mm-hmm. bacteria also grew quickly in terra masalata terra masalata terra masalata where there was a 50 times uh, where there was 50 times more bacteria holy fuck uh, and even in thick hummus that's the best one. That one grew less bacteria than everything. So keep your hummus out. That's not going to grow very much bacteria. If you are double dipping, the runniest dips you have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And the ones that are more thicker, you're a little bit better sure. to go. As long as you don't dip in the immediate area of the offender. That took, we talked for that way too long. What do you think about that one, Andy? Is that a stupid story? I don't really know about that story. All right. How about this? Let me tell you about this story here. It's not even a story. It's a, uh, why don't you go and put that up there? This is, you ever have sex with someone on their period, Andy? I'd rather not get into it. Well, you don't have to get into it. You can just answer yes or no. Uh, so that answer is probably yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, th- I, think, I think the answer yes or no is unfair. 
<laughs> okay. But either way, you know what you would do, right? You would uh, take a bla- an old towel because, you know, we're both, we both want it. And in a lot of cases, it will, it, someone that she's more fertile, a lady would be more fertile and more susceptible to getting, you know, pregnant or something during that period or some shit. I don't know. I don't <laughs> pretend to know anything about that. Except that you shouldn't kill a baby in there. That's all I really, that's all I really know. Um, you would lay down your, your towel or an old sheet or something. Fear no more. We got you right here. This is, comes from some publication here that I forget to write down who it comes from. Mirror. Sorry about that. Mirror. But Zahara Mulry, she uh, social... That's from Mirror? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. There's no medical reason as to why you can enjoy sex on your period. That's right. Through the idea, uh, though the idea does make some people squeamish, it does, right? You mostly want to do it when the lights are out, and you definitely don't want to look at your dick uh, at any point because that'll freak you out. It's like you're fucking a, uh, a piece of raw steak or some shit. Or you just committed murder. You just you, you committed murder, and you're fucking oh, the corpse, but she's still alive. You're fucking a zombie that's bleeding on you still. In fact, period sex could even mean your period and sooner providing you orgasm oh how about that but even if you're the sort of person who doesn't see the problem with having sex during that time of month you may have noticed one drawback what's that it can get messy oh yeah because of the 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 stuff and the thing yeah Yeah. that's right and like i was talking about earlier with all the the towels and the, the sheets and stuff However, how can you shell out uh, hundreds of pounds to avoid any mess? If the answer is yes, how, how uh, would you shell out is the, the question. No, so, man, you just keep buying old towels. I pose the question to you, Andy. I obviously get hardhead's hard hat's answer there. Would you shell out hundreds of, uh, hundreds of dollars to avoid any mess when you're having sex with your loved one on her period? Andrew Blanton, what do you think? You know, I thought this was a show that had some substance to it, but I guess I was clearly <laughs> wrong. Uh, if the, uh, uh, I'm sorry. This is a, uh unanswerable uh, topic, and, and totally, you know, it's just pushing away your audience. Well, if the audience is here to listen to me talk about politics, they're, they're not here to talk, listen to that. What they want... They hear about is period blankets. Look at these period blankets. Can you see these right now, Andy? Look at those things. They're fucking sweet. Listen, we've lived for thousands upon thousands of years getting away with not really knowing a lot about it. And now they're trying to change that just to make men uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, well. Because we have to be uncomfortable. Yeah, are you, does this make you uncomfortable, Andy? No, it's dumb. Let me tell you something. Right here, sex blanket. That's a sex blanket right there. They designed it, and it's the Brains at Thinks. That's T-H-I-N-X. They're not a sponsor of this program, but I think they might be after today. Uh, They've come up with an alternative to towels or sheets, a blanket that basically acts the same as a period-proof underwear. So they took period-proof underwear and made a big old sheet out of it, and that's what we have as... It looks like a moving blanket. It's a huge blanket. Uh, what does it cost? I think I wrote it down there on the in the thing. It doesn't. Andy wants to talk about. Andy wants to talk about some news, like actual news, right? 
Yeah, this is like shock jock. Well, why don't you give me some news? Why don't you give me something to talk about, Andy? Well, I thought that's what you wanted to talk about, but you want to talk about shock jock. I want to give you some funny and uh, wholehearted wholehearted stories for you to take home to like, your mother. Like the new Bigfoot picture that just came out today? New Bigfoot picture? What do you mean? New Bigfoot picture. Give us the address. We'll look it up right now. New- Could it, uh, coast to Coast, I believe. Coast to Coast just put out a new Bigfoot picture. Have on you Facebook. seen it? Your, have you seen it yourself? Oh, on their Facebook. Have you seen it yourself, yeah, Andy? I have. And what do you think about it? It's clearly not Bigfoot. It's oh, it's clearly not. I thought you were all for it. That you would be it could all be for a it. tree. By the way, this period blanket costs three hundred and seventy dollars. Wow, a moving blanket is like nine. Well, <laughs> you don't need a. What is a blanket? It's a period blanket, so you can fuck your lady. I know, but why? But are it's you also she would it? use it because well, I think it's funny, and there are a lot of lady listeners, and I think that'd be good for uh, whenever they're on their period, not just to have sex with it. They can have why? sex on it. You can put you it down. The, you don't need to buy a specific blanket for that. You know. What would you do? Just put down an old trash bag, old dirty old trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when you have sex with someone on their period? You just put down an old bloody or uh, an old uh, well, beat up trash you, bag. You know, you're not supposed to actually. You're not supposed to, huh? Says who? The Lord Jesus Christ. Says <laughs> conventional, conventional wisdom. All right, put up the news story over here. So, a baseball fan was left bloodied and bruised after a large furry mascot accidentally shot her in the face. Now. When you go to a baseball game, Andy, what do you expect to get hit in the face with? Go ahead. Wait, what What happened? Maybe I posed this wrong. When you go to a baseball game, what are the risks that you take when you go to the baseball game in the diamond there? You go there as an audience member. You have the risk of getting hit by a ball. You have a little, Okay. Um, that's pretty much it. They. That's why they put that in on the back of the... Tickets, they say, if you get hit or whatever, or a bat comes flying at you, you can't sue us because that's the risk you're willing to take. Now, at any point, yeah, you know, during the between innings, they have, in this case, it was the Philadelphia Phillies, so they had the Fanatic out there, and he was out there. Oh, you got the Coast to Coast Bigfoot picture up yet? Yeah, I just posted it. We posted it up comments. there, so if you guys want to see it, um, we're, all, we're moving on. <clears throat> Anyways... So you've got the T-shirt cannon out there, and that's something you should okay. worry about getting hit in the face with, right? This woman got... You risk a... Uh, <laughs> do you think it would leave you bloody and bruised? Well, so um, about, I don't know, five years ago, there was a guy that was reaching for a ball, and he fell over the balcony. Holy he, shit. Yeah, he died. Oh, my God. I always fear that. Uh, that. It's not worth it. That little piece of... Uh, little piece of ball you don't want that ball you risk a dwi for sure oh yeah he was definitely trying to catch it's a cwi catching while intoxicated you know they should call a ride chair so this wasn't so she was shot in the face from an oversized cannon but it wasn't a t-shirt cannon it wasn't a baseball or a bat what do you think she got hit in the face with andy it's already up there i think you see it I don't know. She got hit in the face with a hot dog, fired from an oversized cannon. That's right. Oh. Zoom in on that big picture there if you can. 
Philadelphia okay. Phillies supporter Kathy McVeigh was sat in the stands when the green mascot Philly fanatic started riding around the field in his mobile hot dog launcher. I wonder if you can eat these hot dogs. Uh, uh, Miss McVeigh said the wayward wiener <laughs> wrapped in duct tape hit her like a ton of bricks as the fanatic fired away. <laughs> the flying hot dog knocked off her glasses, knocked the glasses off her head, and sent the woman to the hospital for a scan of her brain, make sure she didn't have a concussion. Show the picture of this woman too. It's, uh, yeah, so let's go down a little bit. She got bat, beat it, bat in the face, hard, dude. Can you see that? Uh, she said she was unable to block the hot dog as it soared towards her head because she has a shoulder injury and that needs surgery. So maybe she did see. She's like, oh, here we go. Uh, cool, right in the face. She was uh, probably open her mouth. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, look at look at that. She got all fucking beat up. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> uh, Andy, what do you think about that, dude? Look, there's a picture of George yeah. Bush in the next one. Put that one up. George Bush is hanging out with the fanatic. He he's hanging out with W. Hey, 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 fanatic! Hey, hey fanatic! Hey, man, man throwing me a ball. <laughs> could you, you mind calling me daddy? Uh, you mind calling me son? <laughs> Can I call you daddy? <laughs> hey, hey, come, come here, fanatic! <laughs> That's my George Bush. W. That's my W. It's not too bad, right? Better than your Trump. Uh-huh. Believe me, my Trump's is not as bad as that. It is bad. Uh, she suffered a hematoma in one of her eyes. That's a black eye, and her face was swollen and bruised. There is that one there. Uh, let's see where we are in time here, guys. We're doing all right. We're going to cut this uh, pretty good. Andy. Andy's just one of the best uh, co-hosts we have here. He wants to talk politics, but I'm not going to do it. We're not because I have the last one here. Uh, go ahead and put that one up when you can there. <laughs> I'm not here to talk politics. Um, actually, don't put the thing up just yet. Uh, have you ever been to Norway, Andy? Yes. You have been? Oslo. Oslo. Did you know that in Norway, they don't use condoms too much out there? Oh, no. You know that they're, uh, they go out there and they're sex mad. They're mad for sex, and they want to fuck all the time. Really? And Are they you fuck, serious? They fuck everybody. You go, dude, I guarantee you. Did you get laid? Were you, you were probably young, though, right, when you went to Oslo? Yeah. And they don't, they don't use protection there? They don't use protection. They just are, maybe oh, they're man. not aware of it. Oh. And it, let me tell you a little bit of something, a little something. It, it comes itches, f- Los. It itches. You're goddamn right. And this actually, uh, <laughs> go ahead and put that up right now. This is the land of chlamydia. Proactive ad welcomes tourists to Norway. And what you're going to see, once you get off the, the train get here, which when you get off, yeah, <laughs> uh, the train, you're going to see this right here. It says, welcome to Norway, the land of chlamydia. And you, what you see there is a couple just holding hands in the traditional... I guess they're Dutch or some shit. I don't know. And they're and next to it, it says, Welcome to the land of the fjords, fjords and chlamydia. <laughs> so I read, I read from this article. Welcome to Norway, the land of chlamydia, pronounces the poster, which shows a young Norwegian couple dressed in the traditional boonad costume in front of a backdrop of snow-capped mountains and fjords. Visit Norway. The country's tourist board has hit out the ad for depicting Norway in a negative light. I'm sure people are pretty pissed in Norway, but this is a good way of uh, getting the message out there. This makes Norwegians seem like uncouth, lewd, sex-mad people. Uh, Okay, they might be right. 
And this was uh, Norway marketing director or visiting visit Norway marketing director Steve O. Rollen. He told Bagelat, "It's not a good advert for Norway as and as a depiction of Norway and Norwegians. It is a disaster. I get it, yeah. But when you have a lot of comedy, and I'll tell you why. Uh, tell you a little bit more about this here." Uh, in 2016, over 26,000 cases of chlamydia were diagnosed in Norway, and Norwegians are not good at using condoms. The consequences can be discomfort, irritation, irritation, and in worst cases can lead to reduced <laughs> fertility. Furthermore, you can infect others and become more susceptible to other sexually transmitted diseases. Um, yeah, man. As with all slightly controversial... Yeah, I don't need to read the rest. Fuck that. So they're just trying to ra uh, raise awareness for people not using condoms. Or if you're down for that kind of thing, come to Norway and bareback the shit out of people, man. Uh, what are their abortion laws out there? They're a very socialist country, I think. So they might have that kind of thing where you can kill whoever you want because that's what socialists do. Right, Andy? Is that what you want to hear? Love. You have gone milk toast, man. I've gone what? Milk toast. Okay, well, I guess you're going to have to explain what that is. You can look it up, but you came in hot on the hottest news weekend of the entire, probably last three or four years, and you just went straight to, to milk toast. You didn't address <laughs> the news, and it's the hottest news cycle of the last decade right now. Well, I didn't want to talk about that on emergency exit, but let's do it right now. You're talking about you can you can do whatever you want, but like you know, you you're coming in on the hottest news. You know, Joe Rogan's talking about it, and he's the most popular podcast of the whole world. Yeah, well, we can't hold a torch to him. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, but to avoid the subject that Joe Rogan's talking about on the day of, I mean, it's kind of milk toast, you know. I have no idea what you're talking about, milk toast. Look it up. I don't have time to look it up, man. I'm making a fucking podcast right now. It means that you're 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 trying to avoid. It's not that I'm hey, trying to avoid. It's just that um, Joe it, Rogan. Everybody, Ben Shapiro, Joe Rogan. It's going to be talked Bob. about on my other podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. Mercy Exit used to be all about. Uh, no show. one wants to hear about that anymore on our podcast. You want to talk about it? Fucking executive order to they stop the fucking Norway. separation of families. We've got that. We. Uh, what else is there to talk about? Sarah Huckabee can't go to a fucking restaurant in Virginia. Um, and well, it's only the biggest story in the country would give you clickbait on all your videos and everything. Well, here's what I might take on it. They're free to fucking do that. Um, they shouldn't. Um, and in Virginia, there's no law that they can't. But if it happened in D.C., there's actually a law. I think it's in D.C. and um, I can't remember the other state that has it. That you can't discriminate people based on their pol uh, po uh, political leaning. Uh, and everywhere else, it's yeah, not covered. Your, your opinion your opinion doesn't matter. It's that everybody sticks. Everyone was talking about that. Okay, everyone's talking about it. We're talking about it right now. What do you think about it, Andy? The point is that that's what you're supposed to do, you know. Man, Bring up the biggest story. We, I was totally going to do this on Los Peaks this week. Okay. All right, we'll do that. But we're doing it now because you want to talk about it right now, so that's what we're doing. We have, uh, no, not now. We got eight not minutes. Now. Let's do this. We'll talk about this for <laughs> eight minutes because Andy wants to talk about fucking Sarah Huckabee. 
I'm down to talk about it, and this is what I have to say, man. Like I said, no, no, no. I wanted you to ask me about it with your opinion first. Here's my opinion, and then I'm gonna ask you about it, okay? No, I mean as like you know, as, as like your segment. If you don't want to do that now, then don't. Okay, I won't do it. Okay, good. We got that settled. Not too shabby, right? I'm just saying. I'm not mad at you. you. I know it sounds like I'm mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I love you, buddy. Uh, Andy, thank you very much for being part of the show. The high-flying, Rolex-wearing, limousine-riding, high-flying Andy Blanton, (laughs) my old homeboy. I want him to be on the show show more. Cool, Um, cool show. uh, Yeah, well, he's not on emergency exit anymore, but we're going to do more uh, political stuff. So listen to Los Peaks. Uh, he was on the last episode for a while. We talked about some controversial material. If you guys want to hear some controversial shit, that's where you want to go. Uh, thank you, Andy, once again. That's my boy. Thank you very much, bud. He's gone. All right. All right. Thank you guys once again for another fun-packed episode of Emergency Exit. Uh, if you guys like our content, please visit us at iTunes. Um... Yeah, just search Emergency Exit Podcast. Give us, at this point, you're probably going to give us a, a one star. But even that's acceptable. Something. We've had a lot of fun here today. Glad that you guys joined us. Andy, thank you very much. We don't hear much from that guy. I'm just getting burned out, man. But I think we have a new plan of attack on new shows, new topics. Shit like that. It's just we uh, we've been doing this for nearly two years and we haven't taken a fucking break once. We've had a day a couple like a week off. Never took in two weeks off. I don't think so. Either way, guys, check us out on Facebook Emergency Exit Podcast. We're on all the different platforms. Tell your friend about our show. If you have some ideas for topics, let us know. If you guys have any paranormal. Cryptozoology, blah, blah, blah. People, things, creatures, let us know. So, for Brandon the Hard Hat Mitchell, for Andy Blanton, I'm low saying. That's right.